Welcome back to Torah Psych 101. If you love Torah and psychology, this is the podcast for you. So I'm still on a major high from a recent trip that we had to Eretz Yisrael, um, where we took our bas mitzvah age daughter, Shalva, and we really had an amazing time. And I mentioned in last week's podcast just a couple of reflections, and one of the uh, main highlights, as we're still talking about, was our trip to Migdala Amek and visiting the uh, city of Rav Grossman. And I wanted to share something from Rav Grossman's uh, book, which I highly recommend. But let's start with something from the Parsha. So we're going to talk about the Parsha, then I'll tell you a story, and a bracha. Okay, so... Towards the end of the parsha, if you, it's a very short parsha this week, it's only forty psukim. So, um, some people might find, have a hard time finding something to say for this week, but there's always something to say because if you keep on looking in the parsha, you find something. And especially, as I mentioned many times, the Torah is full of psychology. So, towards the end of the parsha, we find an interesting pasuk. Some of you have heard it before because we say it a lot. We say <clears throat> in this is a pasuk Yutes in Perik. Lamed. It says, It says, And you should choose life so that you will live, you and your offspring. And the very next uh, Pasuk, which is the last one in the Parsha, goes on to tell us how we're going to get this reward of choosing life so that you can live, we and our offspring. So it's basically giving us the reward prior to telling us what to what to do. So it says that what we should do is we should love Hashem, we should cling to Hashem, and we should also live in the land that Hashem promised us, which is Eretz Yisrael. As I'm on this, again, high from Eretz Yisrael, I'd love to talk about living in Eretz Yisrael. So the Archaim is obviously bothered by the order of the Pesukim, because it seems to be telling us the prize before we are told how do we earn the prize. It's like telling a group of kids... You know, I got a brand new bike for you, but first you got to clean your room and you got to get good grades. You got to do everything I tell you to do. So why would the Torah tell us the how to earn the reward after telling us about the reward itself? So the Orachayim HaKadosh goes on to dissect the uh, Pasuk by saying the reward is the actual how-to. For example, actually living in Eretz Yisrael is a means to achieving perfection. And as we know, contained in the word, uh, the word Yerushalayim, which is part of Eretz Yisrael, you have the word Shalem. And Yisrael, uh, the word Yisrael, contains the word Yashar, Yashar Kel. So by actually telling us the reward, this helps us learn how to earn rewards in the future. And as an example of living in Eretz Yisrael, we know that anybody who walks in Eretz Yisrael, I remember telling this to my daughter as we got off the plane and started walking, out of the airport, I said every single ama, even if you, as, as long as you take four amas of a walk in Eretz Yisrael, anyone who walks in Eretz Yisrael has a chelik in Olam Haba. This is based on a Gemara and Ksuba stuff, uh, Kufiyad Aleph. So sometimes telling people what the prize is first, that serves as a uh, motivation to want to work for it and for other prizes in the future or other rewards. So... We recently met the holy man from a holy land, and I'm obviously referring to uh, Rav Yitzchak David Grossman, and this is actually a chapter title from 
his uh, popular book called The Living Legend. And in this chapter, Ruf Grossman tells over how there was one of um, one of his most generous donors was a Mr. Uri Baron, and he came to Ruf Grossman, and he was in a deep state of distress. And why was he so stressed out? Because he was owed millions of dollars from the Nigerian government, but he was too afraid to ask the president or ask the Nigerian government to give him the money that he was owed because they were known to deal very harshly to those who kind of pushed uh, pushed the buttons. So, But the problem was he was facing bankruptcy and he didn't know what to do. So he came over to Rav Grossman and Rav Grossman advised Mr. Barron to tell the chief of staff of Nigeria to arrange a meeting with the president saying that he wanted him to meet a holy man from the Holy Land. And he told Mr. Barron to inform the chief of staff that this holy man wanted to give a uh, blessing while he was there to the Nigerian president. And I'm obviously summing up the story. I recommend reading the whole thing in its entirety. And this all happened right before Rosh Hashanah. So we're right before Rosh Hashanah, so I feel it's important to tell over this story too. And shortly after Rosh Hashanah, Mr. Barron received a response that the Nigerian president was waiting this uh, holy man's arrival. He didn't know who the holy man was. And although it was during Asarasimei Tshuva, Rav Grossman felt that this was a matter of pikuach nefesh, so they were on their way to Nigeria. And Rav Grossman emerged from the plane in Nigeria with the full entourage of the Nigerian military, all waiting to see who this holy man was from this holy land. And he was driven via limousine to the palace of the president. And Rav Grossman was escorted through the palace, and he sat with the president of Nigeria. And while he was there, he took out an album showing the president of Nigeria all the work that he was doing in Migdal Amek. So after a nice conversation, Rav Grossman asked the president if he could tell him a story. And the president was so excited to hear what he had to say, so he said, sure. Rav Grossman shared with him the story of Rav Yehuda Hanasi. And Rav Yehuda Hanasi had a very nice relationship with the Roman emperor named Antoninus. Nantaninus sent Revuto Anasi a crate of precious jewels worth millions of dollars in advance of a visit that Revuto Anasi had planned um, to Antoninus. And Revuto, in return, gave Antoninus a gift as well, and he gave him a mezuzah, which might have been worth maybe like 50 bucks. And Antoninus was obviously upset with the gift, seeing that his gift was worth far more than this little mezuzah that his friend Revuto Anasi was giving him. So Yehuda, anticipating Antoninus's reaction, he explained that Antoninus's gift would uh, require many guards to watch over all these jewels, while his gift of the mezuzah would guard over Antoninus. And after telling the story, Grossman removed a, a beautiful mezuzah and he presented it to the Nigerian president. And he said, I am giving you this mezuzah as protection in the spirit of the holy Rabbi Yehuda. And the president of Nigeria was so moved by the gift of the mezuzah that he got off of his throne and he placed his head on Rav Grossman's lap and asked Rav Grossman to bless him. And Rav Grossman, of course, obliged and he blessed the president. So at that point, he felt it was a good time to ask and make his request on behalf of this uh, donor, Mr. Barron. And he explained the situation and the president assured him that he would intercede on Mr. Barron's behalf. And after this meeting, Grossman flew back to the Holy Land with Mr. Barron. And two weeks later, 
Mr. Barron received the full sum of money that he was owned, owed by the uh, Nigerian government. So just living in Eretz Yisrael is a mean of achieving per- perfection. That's what we know. Just live there. It's the reward as well as the means for obtaining future rewards. And for this reason, the Torah puts the reward before the method of how to get that reward because it's more of an incentive. So loving Hashem, clinging to Hashem, and living in Eretz Yisrael will help you learn how to get future rewards. So may we all merit to live in Eretz Yisrael so we can be able to perform all the mitzvahs possible. Have a wonderful Shabbos.